0: This is Calvin Leslie, one of your co-hosts of Bijou Banter. Once again, we have technical difficulties that this time, I swear, were beyond our control. So, we have half an episode for you this week, and here we are talking about some of the Oscar nominees. The second half, specifically.
1: Enjoy. Well, this is probably one of the best Oscars of, like, the past ten years. Uh, Pretty much, not only was the nominations this year uh, really strong, but... It is. There is historical significance with *Parasite* winning uh, Best Picture. It is the first uh, non-English film to win, among other things. It was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, we're having a very ridiculous situation, and we're trying to cover it up. Okay. Oh. Okay. Back on the air. Yeah. For a bit, you were dead
1: though. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I lost my. I totally lost my train So
2: it's the first uh, non-English language. Film to to win, win.
1: Best Picture, yeah. And also it was the first Korean film to even be, to even win or get nominated for any sort of Oscar.
2: And why is that important to you specifically, It it is important
1: to me because I am of Korean heritage and this made me very proud of my country to be a part of something like, like this and for it to also be a
0: film that I love very much. yeah. I I just said, yeah, I am not following your conversation at all because we just had a lot of technical difficulties. But I did hear that you were- Yeah, Parasite is good. I'm I'm happy that it won.
2: Yeah.
0: And is it the first Korean film to be nominated? Yeah, in any category. Really? Yeah, um,
1: Burning last year, it made the short list, but it didn't get nominated.
0: Man, not even Train to
1: Busan for like costumes or anything? I don't even think Train to Busan was even like in consideration. (laughs) Shoot. Which is a shame because that's a really good movie too. It really
2: is. Also, Snowpiercer? Is that, is that technically, it, it, or was it, it considered American?
1: That's a Korean production, but it's in English, so it is technically a Korean film. So but janky. I
0: think it's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like Snowpiercer, though. It yeah. should have
0: gotten everything. It's good. Chris Evans is good in it. Uh, best documentary feature? American Factory one. Which is interesting because I thought it was going to be Honeyland. Everybody seemed to think it was going to be Honeyland.
1: I got lucky with American Factory just because that was the only documentary I saw from the ones that were nominated and just so (laughs) happened to win.
2: I think people were so convinced that Honeyland was going to get it because Honeyland is just the only one that film scene got. And so it was all that we kind of knew.
0: That's very true. Although, do you know what the cave is about? I don't. I know. So Plato's
2: allegory of the
0: cave. I'm just. I'm really hoping that's what the cave is about, just because I'm a nerd. But yeah, Honeyland probably should have won it. Honestly, Honeyland was really good, despite some very big ethical leaps that it did that I wasn't a big fan of. But it was good. Best documentary short subject was learning to skateboard in a war zone. If you're a girl, shocking no one.
2: Tony Hawk. He was there. At the Oscars. He was. Tony Hawk. He was This this conversation is just playing deeply into every tweet that Tony Hawk has ever made about people not recognizing Tony Hawk. And I love it. Like anytime that he's like in an airport, they'll read his passport and they'll say, Oh, Anthony Hawk, like Tony Hawk, and he's like, Yep <laughs> <laughs> Holding <laughs> his skateboard.
0: Nice. Uh yeah. I honestly think this should have gone to In the Absence. I thought In the Absence did more than learning to skateboard in a war zone. But what do I know? In the Absence is free to watch online, by the way. If you go to our previous episode's description, there's a link to it. It's really, really good. I highly recommend it. Achievement in film editing nominee is Ford v. Ferrari 1, shocking no one.
2: Still annoying. Why? Why? Just not to be like these movies aren't art, but car movie (laughs) Car movie?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we have another Martin Scorsese in the studio with us.
2: Yeah, except I feel like my eyebrows are a little bit weaker. Probably. Just a little bit. I don't know. I just, like, I I personally, I didn't see Ford v. Ferrari, but I, from everything that I've heard, it wasn't good. And I, I don't know. I, that is my one little bone to pick. On that one. Okay.
0: I haven't heard anything particularly good or bad about it. Honestly, Parasite probably should have gotten this.
1: That's what I was thinking too. I, I thought Ford V Ferrari was pretty good though, and I could see why it won. He also won for sound editing, which was very well deserved.
0: Yeah. Um there was a my friend Manuel showed me like a clip from Ford V Ferrari and there was a lot of fast editing in it, but I think the editing of Parasite helped tell the story a little bit more. Yeah. But what do I know? I'm not in the Academy. Yet. That's a promise, <laughs> Knock people.
2: on wood.
0: Uh, best international feature film, Parasite. Okay. You, you wanted a Les Mis, right? Yes, but should it have gone to Parasite yes, if it, it was going to win Best Picture? Yes, it should have. Why are we having this conversation? Yes, it should have. <laughs> Because I feel like if Parasite was going to win Best Picture, they should have gone for like the second best international feature film. Because yeah. It's just a given that Parasite would be the best international feature you film. You have no idea how upset people would have been, though. Like That would have started a war on Twitter. Yeah, but then that war would have quickly been silenced.
2: I don't no- know, I think it's like the square and rectangle thing. Like Things can win the international, but not win the, I guess... The Best Picture the, Award, the main award, yeah, the main
1: award. Well, that's what people have been saying for like who knows how many years now. But now the Academy officially debunked that rule.
2: Yeah, now,
1: now really, really anything could happen for that. So that for me, it's open. There's no real reason to argue. No
2: barriers.
1: There's this guy on YouTube. He made this whole. He made a video about how parasites shouldn't have won Best Picture. And he why he, I. Because he probably never saw the movie and he wanted Joker to win. So that oh, tells Jesus. you right there. Yeah. It, was like, it was one of the worst YouTube videos I've ever
0: seen. Don't watch it. That explains it. <laughs> It'll make you angry. Admittedly, I believe that Parasite deservedly won Best International Feature Film. I just would have liked Les Miserables or Pain and Glory to get some recognition alongside of it. Mm. That's just because I like those movies. I'm heavily biased. If nothing else could have come out in that category this year, I wouldn't have cared.
2: Did either of you see Portrait of a Lady on Fire when film scene had it for a, like, minute? I, no. I
0: saw it. It yeah. is not nominated, though. I
2: that, Well, I was going to say, I even before I saw Portrait of a Lady on Fire, I feel like France should have sent that one instead of Les Miserables. They should have. It, it would have, A, it would, it would have just been, like, a bigger statement, especially because it won the queer palm, um... I don't know, I feel like they really dropped the ball on that one. I could see why they
1: sent in Le Mis as well, though, to be fair. I, I think I, I agree, I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire should have got sent in. It wouldn't have won this year, That's, uh, at least I don't think it would have, but that was, it was a much better movie than Les Mis was, at least I thought it was.
0: However, I have not seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire, so in two weeks I might be eating these words. Mm-hmm. Les Mis was fantastic. It and was, yeah. It was did exciting. a lot. And I think it did it all very well. And I think that should probably have been the pick. It's also very different from what you'd expect a French film to be. Because so often when you think of French film and foreign film, you think of, well, maybe not just foreign film, but like French film especially has like this sort of um, connotation of like something very emotional and like slow burny and stuff like that, like Amour or Amélie. But lame Miz ain't that, I think that could have been a tactical choice on their part. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sure it's a good movie though. I can't wait to watch it.
2: And I mean, it might have just been because it's not very widely out in the United States or at least it wasn't on the 9th. Did it come out this year
0: or last year?
1: It technically came out last year because it was in a really limited release in like LA and New York. Then it went away. And then,
2: and then I think it just got released again yeah. today.
1: Well, they changed their release schedule because it was supposed to come out in like, this, I think they were going to do a wide release on like Christmas or something. But then uh, Neon changed it mm-hmm. to move it to Valentine's Day. So now I think it's playing in like a lot of major cities. At least I know it's playing in Chicago right now, but it's not coming here until March sixth. I think. March
2: thirteenth, I think. Thirteenth. We were supposed to get it on the sixth. I don't know what changed.
0: Wow. That sucks. That limited run might have made it ineligible for the Oscars this year, or like they might have messed up just because the Os like the Academy, hadn't seen it. No, I don't think so because it got nominated for a Golden Globe, though.
1: Hold on, let me.
2: I think it's just that they didn't send it in. Um, they like they had to make a choice between that and Les Miserables, and they sent Les Because
1: because each country can submit one film, because and I read somewhere that. It was portrait, Lay Miz and something else that they were all considering, but then they chose Lehmez instead.
0: Hold on, I'm looking up. Um How are Oscar nominees chosen? Thank you, Collider, for this article. Y'all can keep talking while I figure out what the criterium are real
2: quick. Yeah, I just I, I feel like Lame very well could have been an incredible movie, but I feel like sending in Portrait of a Lady on Fire just as someone who isn't straight, like it, it would have meant a lot more, and it it would have, I don't know, it would have said something that it could have said.
1: Especially with like today's culture, I mean, that that would have been huge—a foreign film and also a film about uh, a gay romance as well. Yeah. That that probably would have made a big statement, but I feel like Le also has yeah, an, equal, an equally big statement, and yeah. for me, well, why they sent that in instead is because, for, first of all, it's not, a, it's not a gay film, so that could have been one of the main reasons, but also it, is, it tackles more issues just on society, like today, because Portrait of a Laying Fire is, t- is a period piece taking yeah. place in the 1700s, I believe, so with, well, with all the things
0: added up, I, they, that's probably why they chose Le a one week theatrical release is required to be nominated for an Oscar.
2: One week wide or just one week? Because I think that they would have released it in New York and LA one week.
1: Uh, I believe, I think it was in, I think it was in those cities for about a week and then it
2: that, That's away. usually what they do.
1: Yeah. Cause I think that's what 1917 did. They released it for a week like during Christmas, then it had a Y release like in January or something.
0: A seven day run in a commercial Los Angeles County theater with at least three screenings a day. Which is very specific. That is.
2: I mean, I think even when they sent Saving Brenton around, like those were the same hoops that they had to jump through for that. Which I don't know. It's very like esoteric and difficult and I, I, I feel like it could get kind of elitist kind of fast, but I don't yeah.
0: know. I feel like there might've been like some rule that they didn't quite qualify for and that might've done it. It also could have been that they just didn't want to send it yeah. in and chose Les In which case, I mean, for now I'm on Le Miz's side, but also I have not seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So in a couple of weeks, I could very much be on the other side of that argument. And I may very well. Achievement makeup went to Bombshell. Shocking no one. I assume. Yeah. I what were the shocked. other nominees? Joker, Judy, Maleficent in 1917.
2: I think some people were expecting Maleficent, but yeah, really? I, I didn't really have expectations on that one.
0: Yeah. Original score goes to Joker. Joker.
2: <laughs> Fully expected. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One of my friends hates. That score so much. I love that score. Um,
1: I like it a lot too.
0: I love the composer. She's so awesome. And I love this year how they um like played a little bit from every score beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I think that was really well done. I, I, actually, going
1: just going back to the overall ceremony, I feel like the way they formatted it was a lot better than in years past. Because normally, what they've done specifically for like the acting categories is that they show a clip from like the nominee's performance. Then they cut to the nominee and just like do back and forth. But this what they did this year was they had a whole montage of just yeah. a bunch of their performances. Cause the, the problem I had with that is that it was just one scene. This time they were able to do like multiple scenes to show how good how, how much range the their range, performance yeah. had. And I thought that was really awesome that they did that. And also with the music as well. They kinda did like one whole medley of all the music. And I think it also to have to work well this year because each score was really different too. Going from like Joker to Little Women and Star Wars, they they were all very different, but they all were flowed really well together.
2: Yeah, the montage was still a little bit confusing though, just because it like went from the montage. Like this is what tripped someone up when they like they did the montage for um, supporting actress, and then they like said Kathy Bates's name because they were just announcing like that she was a nominee, but the way that it was kind of presented made it seem like she had won. Hmm. So I I don't know I feel like something about that could have been denoted just a little bit better.
0: Maybe I still think we're in like a very transitionary period for the Oscars where they're like we don't need a host because people don't want a host anymore but also what do we do? And they're figuring it out. I re- I'd rather
1: have them trying to figure out what to do instead of have a host though, in all honesty. Yeah, yeah. cuz at least, at least this is keeping my interest more cuz you don't know like what's going to What'll happen next? But with like the host, it's just so beat by beat that becomes boring, and that's probably why they lost so many viewers. And even this year, they lost a lot of viewers compared to last year, which is surprising. I thought there would have been a lot more viewers this year, just because the nominees were so different.
0: Especially like considering how popular a lot of these nominees are. I mean, there's a Tarantino film, there's Parasite, there's Jojo Rabbit, Joker. 1917, Joker. So many good films. Uh, the next one on this list is Best Picture. Oh, we didn't Hair talk about oh, we didn't talk about shorts. Oh yeah, shorts. Um, best animated was Hair Love. Deserved. I I wanted a kit Bull to win, but Hair Hair Love was good. Yeah. I wanted Memorabla to win, but I knew it wasn't going to. So Hair Love, good on you, And it was cool. Best live action was The Neighbors Window, <laughs> which was an awful awful choice. Oh,
2: The Neighbors Widow? <laughs>
0: neighbor's win: oh, we
2: flipped they, out when, when they pronounced happened. it or when they announced yeah. it they said widow oh, they which was fun
0: okay we're gonna take a quick break so i can calm down and you can listen to a grant spot because oh my god i'm so angry about this see you in a minute once i get the b-bar up because i messed up and here we go
1: so the person that directed it directed a bunch of documentary shorts that have been nominated in the past was basically just like a consolation prize. Like here, ugh. here's your Oscar. You've been nominated so many times, but that doesn't excuse the fact that it's still a terrible short the, that did not deserve to win. The worst short, it was aggressively bad. And I, ugh. I don't think it was, okay. Uh, it wasn't good, but it wasn't nearly as bad as skin. I was definitely more upset with that, but.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I I legitimately shed a tear when it won because I was so <laughs> depressed were,
1: that. Were, g- we were so angry, like in theater two, We were just like, we just like yelled. We're like,
0: "What? How did this win?" Because bef- just beforehand, <laughs> I said to Manuel, "Like the only thing I know for certain is it's not neighbor's window." Then they said, "Neighbor's <laughs> widow." We wanted sorry. And Saria. I cried. <sighs> anyway, the next award. Before we go on for fifteen minutes about that, because I could, I could go through that film. Yeah, beat we totally by could. Um, best achievement in sound editing was Ford v Ferrari. And Sound Mixing had a different winner, 1917, which is weird. Usually they're the same winner.
2: Sure wish Lighthouse was nominated.
1: Yeah, that is true.
0: Whatever. <laughs> yes, you do.
2: <laughs> yes, I do. Uh,
0: achievement in visual effects. 1917. Yep, I don't, think, I don't think I deserve to win. I was very mad, very mad, frustrated. Why is even. that?
2: Why is that,
0: Kevin? Because 1917 used VFX to mask shots to make it look like a one take, which it did well at, except you could still tell that the VFX were there to use to mask the shot. Meanwhile, Avengers Endgame had the, was like a painting from the Renaissance where God's armies went to fight the devil, and it was awesome looking, and it was like an entire movie made of CGI, and they had to reconstruct so much with CGI, and they lost to someone who cut to the sky, and then they used CGI to make, like, make it look like he moved back to the ground. Good job, Sam Mendez. I'm mad. I'd, I'd argue um, Lion
1: King should have won. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like the one person in the world, and the only reason why I say that is because Jungle Book won a few years ago for having pretty much the same technology. And to me, The Lion King, even though it's not a very good remake, it's actually a pretty terrible remake. Uh, but it had
2: Beyonce, didn't it?
1: Yeah. And Donald did, Glover. And Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. But like the effects... Everything was made from scratch and it looked like they just took a camera to Africa and shot it. Like it looked so realistic and so like beautiful too that I'm honestly shocked it didn't win. And I'm probably the only person on the
0: planet saying that right now. That was my second choice. I mean, this VFX were great in it. It was just not Avengers Endgame.
1: I liked Endgame's effects as well. That was that probably would have been my second choice.
0: What was your first choice for this?
2: I I can't remember if the saying is I have no dogs in this race or no horse in this race, but either way, I have nothing in this race. I just love seeing your reactions.
0: I um I was downstairs for that award at Film Scene because we just taken a picture, and like the picture had been taken, and I ran up to the TV so I could see what was going on, and then 1917 oh, won best visual was effects. Was
2: that was that right after the cats photo?
0: Oh yeah, because they were
2: like. Batting the Yeah, yeah. J-
1: James Corden and um what's her face? Uh, Re- Rebel Wilson, they came out in cat costumes, which was easily the most cursed moment of the entire ceremony. Very much. <laughs> but I will say it looked better than the actual movie. Yeah. At least it, at least it was real.
2: Which will be coming to film scene.
0: No. <laughs> Thankfully I won't be there for that. I understand a lot of people like this cuz they think it's so bad it's good. It's just boring. It's just bad and ugly boring. I hate it so much. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Have you not seen it before? I have
2: not seen it. You're going to have I'm the excited, time. I'm excited. I'm excited to imbibe in some sugary beverages, eat a lot of popcorn and cringe.
0: I'm sure if I was absolutely blasted this movie would be very fun. However, on pixie sticks, yes. It is not exactly on pixie sticks. However, it is not legal for me to get absolutely blasted on pixie sticks at this moment. <laughs> so that movie will never, ever, ever be fun for me <laughs> ever again.
2: Ever again. That implies that it was ever fun for you.
0: You're right. It, wa- it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Best original screenplay we never talked about, though. It, was, uh, it went to Parasite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Knives Out was, was good, though. Knives Out should have gotten the consolation prize on that one.
2: I still haven't seen Knives Out, but it looks good. It's very, it. it's
0: very good. I recommend it. It plays with genre in a lot of cool ways. Don't we all? I,
2: I guess. Don't address it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty much all that happened at the Oscars, I think. All the awards. Joaquin's speech was really good.
2: Apparently Brad Pitt walked behind him at an after party and just went, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um that would be terrifying. Have any of you seen um Taiko Waititi's after the like ceremony speech he gave in the press room? No. It's interesting. He like says a couple of things about like the state of the world which are really important. But then someone also asks him like why he didn't thank more people in his speech. And he was like, Well, they didn't write JoJo Rabbit. I love my lawyer and I thank my lawyer for getting me a good deal with Thor, but he didn't write JoJo Rabbit. <laughs> I did.
2: He's such a beautiful human.
0: He's so good. He's so tender and he's so sweet. He can direct every Marvel movie as far as I'm concerned. I've also written a piece that I almost submitted to the Biju blog, but I figured <laughs> no one would want to read it about how Avengers Endgame should have been nominated in every single category. All of them.
2: I would love to read this piece. I, I actually,
0: I, I would read that. I'm curious to see what you have to say. Maybe I'll send it. Some of them are very legitimate. It's an uh, entry for documentary is a little bit forced, but. Mm.
2: How many pages is that? It's
0: like two. two.
2: It should definitely be like 10. That's
0: awesome. I, I want you to go long. into depth. It's not a particularly complicated thing. I, was, I, was cons- I want
2: this passion.
0: I was considering writing a piece on
1: when, when Parasite won Best Picture, just like kind of like a point of view story. Mm. Yeah,
2: do it. <laughs> They need things like, for the blog. Just words that came out of my mouth when Parasite won. Yes, oh my God, <laughs> I was right.
0: <laughs> that, that was the best moment of the night for me. It really was. Having Parasite win and specifically having Parasite win with you next to me was <laughs> so fun.
2: God, like it won and I was downstairs and these two were upstairs and I, I think I just blinked and then all of a sudden Matthew was like right <laughs> next to me jumping three feet in the air. <laughs> It was the best thing I've ever seen.
1: I, in, when we were in theater too, we were up on the, uh, the balcony level and I remember people <laughs> were just like staring back at me, but I did not care. I was so happy and so full of joy that I just did not care what anyone else thought.
2: I also love that it was such a big award that we have like multiple pieces of video evidence of just your entire reaction.
1: Yeah, well, we ha- uh, Rebecca uh, yeah. has that on Facebook and also I recorded something too, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, like Matthew took a video of his reaction except all you can see is like lights flying by as his hands flail. It looked like, it looked like
1: Cloverfield, so <laughs> really you couldn't see much but it was all audio.
2: It was brilliant. Maybe you should submit that for open screen.
0: Oh, maybe <laughs> That'd be I fun, should actually. Wait, be really what's, what's the
1: minimum length for open source? There
0: There's isn't no one. There was a 12 second video of an egg one semester. Huh. I thought it was
2: three seconds.
0: You're right; it was three seconds. Hmm.
2: No maybe, minimum, just a maximum. Maybe I should,
1: yeah, do it because that'll technically be a documentary in a way. It oh, is. Oh
2: gosh, yes.
1: Because it's it's not a story; it's just it's raw footage no of an event. It? <laughs> it's archive footage. It's
0: like in the absence, most of it's archive footage. I think, I'll, I think I'll do
1: that. Yeah. And also another great thing about Parasite winning is that it'll be at film scene for a very, very long oh my time. Oh, God. It's been, it
2: will never leave. It's
1: never going to leave. It's going to go into
2: black and white. It's going to go into sepia. Who knows? Maybe
0: there'll be a 3D version. Honestly, I would go back and see it Speaking if it
2: was in 3D. Speaking of Parasite 3D, uh, pew, pew, pew. We've got, got some cool things coming up at yeah. film scene. Yeah including Parasite 3D. What is that, next week or the week after?
0: Next week, it has nothing to do with Parasite at all. <laughs> it's a movie from like the 70s called Parasite. Uh, for Bijou, exactly. we have Nude on the Moon opening up today, in closing today at 10. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, sorry, you missed it. It's probably on some illicit
2: website somewhere. Um, wink,
0: wink, nudge, nudge. We have Lars and
2: the Real Girl tomorrow at 10. With a very special prize. So you, I've heard, and you I can heard win much. a friend. I don't. That's want all to we'll say. i be there for that.
0: Then I hope you win that. On Tuesday, we have an odd interpretation of Alice in Wonderland for Horizons, which part of me wants to go to, and part of me wants to stay away from. Isn't that
2: stop motion?
0: <laughs> some of it, it is. Some of it's live action.
2: Ooh. All right. huh. I'm
0: intrigued. Um, and then any new movies opening
2: up at Film Scene?
0: Oh. Uh, Cunningham opening up, and which is in 3D. Downhill
2: are opening today. Ooh,
0: I'm excited for Downhill. I'm the only person I know that is excited for yeah. Downhill. <laughs> yeah, that, mo- that movie does not look good. I'll watch it. I'll do a special episode of Banter where I just talk about Downhill for yeah. an hour. And with
2: then th- what are we talking about next week?
0: Next week, we're doing a trilogy with Nude on the Moon and the movie we're going to be talking about for a whole half hour, Mr. Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: Played by James Marsden, right? Or no, he's played by Ben Schwartz. James Marsden is just listed first. He plays the
0: the human character.
2: Mm.
0: It's Ben Schwartz, the best man. John Ralphio himself. All right, I think that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Bijou Banter. I have been Calvin.
2: I'm Stagman, Emily.
0: I'm Matthew. And enjoy the show.